Hi, my name is Eddie, and you're listening to the Kuyanet Podcast, where we discuss the Bible, mission, theology, and world Christianity. Don't forget to subscribe if you don't want to miss any future episodes. Welcome. Hello. Those of you who know me or have read my blog will know that one of my favorite characters from the Bible is Barnabas. Barnabas came from Alexandria, which is in Africa. He traveled to Ephesus, which is in Turkey, in Asia, and there he studied with um, Priscilla and Aquila before being encouraged on in ministry to go to Achaia or to, to Greece. So you have an African who went to Bible college in Asia and ended up as a missionary in Greece. I think that is a perfect example of modern mission today. It's people around, from right around the world, traveling around the world to different places and with different experiences. And that is an excellent introduction, I hope, to chat, I'm chatting to you today, who is not Barnabas, though he is an encourager, as we'll find out. I'm talking to Dr. Watho Mice. Have I pronounced your name correctly? Well, Mias, actually. Mias, okay. Yeah. Um, and you might notice just a touch of a Northern Irish accent. We'll get there. <laughs> now, your role is Diaspora Mobilization Coordinator for OMF in the UK. Um, we'll get on to talk about that at the moment. But um, can you tell us how you came to be here in the UK? What... Where did you start? Where have you been? What is your Barnabas-like journey? <laughs> Thank you, Eddie, uh, for giving me this opportunity to be able to uh, be on your uh, podcast and be able to share a bit about my journey and the testimony of God's grace. And it's really uh, the work of God in my life. And I felt very grateful. And it's a wonderful privilege uh, to be able to, to serve him. Yes, as uh, you introduced me, um, Earlier, I uh, grew up in a Buddhist home in Cambodia. I had many questions about life as I was growing up. For example, some of the questions, uh, who made me and the first human beings? If heaven does exist, how do we get there? So when I first read the Bible, I was very surprised to see that it has an uh, answer uh, to uh, my questions. So the so picture that captured... How, how did you come across the Bible uh, as a Buddhist? Why did, why did you read it? Yes, uh, when I um, finished high school and uh, I moved to the capital city of Phnom Penh uh, of Cambodia and I pursued my um, study at the universities where I met the missionaries from Japan and then from the Philippines. Oh, okay. So I was more interested in uh, learning English uh, from them. And the missionary from the Philippines particularly took interest in me. And he asked uh, me that, look, I could give you English Bible and I could teach you uh, Bible in English. And um, if you uh, want to uh, learn the Bible uh, from me, with me. So he presented me this textbook um, a title on the top front cover saying, Jesus is the bridge. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, with the picture of uh, the cross standing as the bridge between man and God. So, so that really captured my attention uh, because uh, growing up in Cambodia and uh, Cambodian Buddhism, uh, I have learned a lot about sin, about good deeds, about mm -hmm. hell, about heaven. 
and picture of heaven uh, picture of heaven is very quiet and peaceful but nobody there and picture of hell by contrast uh, it's full of suffering full of blood full of torture full of punishment so that was very scary uh, for me to see uh, uh, the big contrast of the two uh, pictures of hell on uh, and heaven on the uh, buddhist uh, temples uh, walls um yeah, so um, that really captured my attention uh, because I had those questions that if the heaven exist, does exist, how, how do we yeah. get there? So when I saw the cross as a bridge between man and God and man to heaven, so that was, uh, that was really um, illuminating to me and I wanted to find out more. And, uh, and I was surprised when I uh, read the Bible for the first time and mm-hmm. discovered that there is actually a creator God who created heaven and earth and human being and um and that really uh uh sparked my uh, interest that i really wanted to find out more about uh this god and then another big surprise was that actually he even though he's holy and he's uh, uh powerful but you can have a personal relationship with him right and that's like, well that's unthinkable for people mm-hmm. from, like me from uh Cambodia from Asia because a concept of a of a god is who is holy and he you know he can't be close can't right. he can't form a personal and living relationship mm-hmm. with a human being and therefore we always thought that that uh, god is somebody who's far away from us uh, it's untouchable mm-hmm. and we yeah. cannot touch him and, and and have the relationship with him so that 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 was a bit of my uh, uh journey and, mm-hmm. and and history and how i uh, uh, come to know Jesus and um, as a result of uh, spending about six months uh, studying the Bible with this missionary from the Philippines um, I uh, uh, I come to uh, accept that Jesus must be the way uh, to God and as uh, the textbook the cover in front of the textbook uh, states that he is the bridge so um, and then uh, that was uh, the beginning of my journey and uh, to my surprise after the missionary left uh, I felt uh, a bit lonely I felt mm-hmm. um, that uh, because he finished his uh, uh, time in Cambodia and then went back yeah. to his country for food and I felt a bit lonely and I, I thought maybe that's it I, I probably will, will never believe and I you know mm-hmm. it was great for me to just to to learn English and learn the Bible and have a yeah. bit of knowledge but for me, as a Cambodian, maybe my true identity is is, is a Buddhist, and that's what I should be. But uh, I was surprised that I discovered my childhood fr- a friend uh, from the hometown, uh, like me. Uh, he uh, came to faith that year, oh. and he, uh, yeah, he has the Bible, and he shared his faith with me, and mm-hmm. I, we discover each other uh, yeah. interest in the because I had my own uh, secrets as well to to tell him that I just uh, actually mm-hmm. learned bible with this missionary so then yeah we we were uh overjoyed to discover <laughs> the really? secrets of each other and then he said well um you could go to church with me and that mm-hmm. how uh, he invited me and the following sunday i went to church with him and uh, when i was uh, in church i didn't really um uh, fully understand the sermon and mm-hmm. the uh, message of the pastor i don't this day, I don't remember what he was preaching about that first Sunday. But what I remember was experience that um, in this uh, church of about 500 people, I felt very moved, strangely, but I never 
I never felt that way before. That mm -hmm. uh, it must be now looking back, must be the work of God and His Spirit yeah. that I wanted to know God and I want to be sure that I want to uh, be saved. Uh, mm -hmm. If you use that word, uh, to know that I'm 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 yeah. saved. I'm delivered from my sins from all this mm -hmm. power of darkness that I I I um, learned uh, as I grew up. So I asked my friend, "What should I do?" Mm -hmm. what uh, what should i do uh that i can be sure that i i can have jesus in my life yeah. and i believe him mm -hmm. so he was a young christian and he didn't know uh very much either at the time and he was able to introduce me to um uh one of the church uh, workers and yeah. alongside another pastor of the church and they were able to explain to me what it means to believe in jesus and to follow him so um, they were able to pray with me and let me to pray and to receive Christ and give me the promise of God that, you know, your sins are forgiven yeah. if you believe in Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And uh, you are given uh, the privilege or right to become a child of God mm -hmm. and that you receive this hope of eternal life and of spending life forever with God in heaven. And if you die today, you know, your destiny is with God. Mm -hmm. And that was really reassuring and it was really uh, helpful for me as I yeah. um, struggled with these questions uh, with the picture of heaven and particularly mm -hmm. hell and that uh, nobody could escape hell, but to just discover the truth that actually yeah. there's a way to God. Yeah. And, and I left the church with sense of great joy at flowing from the inside. I never experienced that before. And I, I just felt, overflowing and i just couldn't understand the word couldn't describe yeah and i just felt so weird so strange but <laughs> at the same time i have a very joyful and yeah. that was my experience uh growing up uh, uh in cambodia and came mm -hmm. to faith and then your questions um next well, is about uh, what where did so you've gone from your village to Phnom Penh. you've become a christian what was the yes. what was the next step where did you go to yeah, the next step after becoming uh, Christians and decided to follow Jesus, um, this um, uh, in Phnom Penh uh, back in 1998, and I was baptized, and then I um, uh, began to join uh, Campus Crusade for Christ, okay. yeah. uh, Cambodia Campus Crusade for mm -hmm. Christ, and they are very good at challenging me uh, to not only believe for myself, mm -hmm. but to share uh, my faith with uh, other uh uh, believe uh, other uh, uh, people in Cambodia, yeah. and uh, I was uh, uh, challenged uh, to share Christ. Mm -hmm. And uh, they asked me, you know, begin to pray for your family salvation, for your mm -hmm. friends uh, whom you study with. So um, uh, that was um, the beginning of my, uh, I would say, if you use the word training uh, yeah. or. Yeah. Uh, challenge to yeah. to uh, to share uh, christ with others mm -hmm. so i look back uh, of course um there may be some approaches that you may uh, want to um uh, be critical of uh, campus crusade yeah. for christ and want them to a bit more contextualize all of that looking back but but um the good things for me was the evan evangelism passion that really mm -hmm. Uh, they planted that uh, in my heart and I began to pray for my family, for my uh, countrymen and women and uh, pray for the salvation of the people of Cambodia. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, they sent, out, they sent us out to the streets to, to share um, 
mm-hmm. Christ uh, with <laughs> with strangers and friends, and so I, I was able to do that. And um, and uh, at the same time, uh, I uh, came back with lots of questions. Uh, yeah. That, myself uh surprisingly that i I ask myself all these questions why do i have to believe in jesus why Mm -hmm. do i have to share jesus christ with um with uh, other people uh can i just uh live um, my christian life uh secretly and yeah you don't have to be uh you know be too open just Mm -hmm. keep keep it to yourself so all those questions have been uh, addressed and um, i'm grateful at the time uh, people were uh, able to journey with me and help me yeah. uh, to grow as a as a Christian uh, at that time. Yeah. So looking back, that was the beginning of my, um, mm-hmm. uh, I would say, mission of yeah. God. Mission, yeah. No. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you, you were studying in in Phnom Penh. When you finished, what happened? Where did you go? Yes. Um, after I graduated and the Lord uh, uh, really challenged me to serve him and yeah. I uh, um, got my degree and um, I uh, applied to work with uh, Food for the Hungry uh, International for Cambodia. Yeah. They work in the uh, um, southern part of uh, Cambodia uh, mm-hmm. in the countryside and both um planting churches and training pastors, local pastors, and yeah. helping children mm-hmm. uh, meeting their needs and agricultural, uh, I would say, development and all of that. Yeah. Um, so I was accepted to work uh, with um, South Korean missionaries uh, in the church planting project. Mm-hmm. And so uh, spiritual development for um, local Christians and pastors. Yeah. So that to me, looking back, that one year of serving with them was my spiritual, my own spiritual journey to grow as a Christian as mm-hmm. well. Uh, at the same time, uh, the Lord opened my eye to see um, uh, how uh, we can serve Him and mm-hmm. how missionary uh, serve God in other countries and yeah. learning uh, from the, the way in which missionaries serve the Lord as well as learning from the local Christians and mm-hmm. how they serve God in their own context. So those was really um, uh, valuable experience yeah. uh, for me at the time. And then after that, uh, the Lord opened the door for me uh, to further my postgraduate study in Japan in 2002. And before that, I uh, spent a year in uh, Malaysia uh, okay. before going to Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, in Japan, um, I met uh, my wife, Laura Jane, uh, who is from Northern Ireland, and she was a OMF missionary uh, in the local church where I also attended. So what were you studying? Just to... I, I was interested in small business uh, study, and uh, my um, plan was to get my uh, degrees and to go back to Cambodia and to... Uh, perhaps uh, teach at university and uh, to help local business mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but um, the Lord, uh, surprisingly, <laughs> uh, yeah. had his own plan for me and uh, led me to serve him in Japan as uh, full-time missionaries. Uh, so so you, you met Laura Jane and that um, derailed your plans. Yeah, I mean, and... And I said that's part of part of it, um, yeah. but uh, it's not that because I follow her, 
but yeah. uh, we both were seeking to follow God. And I think, um, thank you for asking. Um, uh, towards the end of uh, my uh, research, um, and that time I was seeking the Lord in terms of my uh, journey, mm-hmm. uh, um, where he wants me. And I, I have learned, I have grown a bit as a Christian, knowing that, yes, I have my own plan, but I uh, have read uh, a few uh, biographies of uh, missionaries and then they have these stories of you know encountering God and following God's call yeah. on their life and all that I thought if it is true to them it should true to, uh, be true to me as well so I mm. want to experience that for myself um, so um, God um, did uh, really uh, speak to me and uh, through uh, um, different things and experience and also life in Japan and uh, one uh, particular um, lessons that I learned, and uh, it seems like the Lord has really um, opened his heart for Japanese people, and he challenged me to love them. Uh, when um, a son of a dear friend, who very dear to us, and, and she's a Christian, and her husband is not yet, mm-hmm. and, um, and she came to faith, and she really accepted us like their children and and so they a bit like our Japanese parents to us and so they really shared their life with us a lot and I never met uh, her son but uh, he was not well for some years and uh, due to depression and then he um, committed suicide and uh, that uh, for me uh, it really hurt me and mm-hmm. And I couldn't understand, but I felt as if I lost my own brother. And mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, that incident really helped me to uh, cry out to God and asking God a lot of why questions. And then I felt as if God was trying to speak to me that, look, I mean, people are suffering everywhere. But yeah. in, in Japan, they have their own suffering. And I have lived in Japan for nearly seven years at that stage. And God asked me, have you ever loved the people mm-hmm. among whom you live it? And I felt shocked and challenged. And yeah, you can enjoy the country. Mm-hmm. You can benefit from the country uh, where you live. And I felt like I received so much from Japan. Um, but I never felt like deep love right. for the people. Yeah. <laughs> we were just uh, the irony and uh, I felt rebuked and God really, really spoke to me that, you know, mm. I love them and you should love them too. Right. So that was a big of my um, missionary journey to Japan. And uh, I thought, God, if you call me I, I, mm-hmm. to Japan, I want to follow you. And we as a family, we follow you and uh, we don't follow each other, but we follow mm. you. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then uh, he opened a door for me to, come to Northern Ireland to further my well training at the Bible College okay, and yeah. I was able to, yeah to do my uh, uh, Bible College training yeah. and after um, over four years here um, we went back again to Japan mm-hmm. uh, this time as a full-time OMF missionaries right. uh, in 2014 and mm-hmm. serve Japanese student, university students in the city of Sendai yeah and and now you're in Northern Ireland again Yes, we are back again in 2019. Yeah. So for, for most of your adult life, you've lived outside of your home country, spent time in yes. Malaysia, quite a bit of time in Japan, 
and also time in Northern Ireland. What are the challenges in this and how has this helped you in your Christian life? What, what difference does it make? The longer I live outside Cambodia and the more detached uh, I feel from Cambodia, mm. that in itself is a challenge. And I often felt I was a stranger wherever I lived. I had a period uh, of time which I went through um, identity crisis. Yeah. <laughs> However, um, God's word has helped me uh, to see my true identity in Jesus Christ. Uh, in Christ, I am a child of God and my mm-hmm. citizenship is in heaven. So um, those were challenging time for me yeah uh, uh, the sense of belonging and where do i belong and the longer i live outside cambodia but uh but at the end of the day knowing that uh, my ultimate belonging is jesus christ mm-hmm. and i belong to him and his family and and his uh, kingdom and having lived in a few different countries i i know that um, i have to survive i have to learn the languages and I have in my case I have to learn Japanese and I have to learn English uh, language yeah. as well to improve so both languages are very difficult yes very different to Cambodia <laughs> very different and and, and difficult uh, language and I'm still learning all the time even today I'm still learning yeah um, still uh, using dictionaries to understand the meanings and when I read books and things like that mm-hmm. Uh, however, through learning uh, the languages, I have also um, learned to understand um, the different cultures and mm-hmm. the way uh, people think, the way people behave. And that is, uh, 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 it's been amazing for me to be able to interact with people from different cultures and yeah. to understand uh, different way of thinking and uh, their cultural contexts and backgrounds. And I think that was been a valuable, um, invaluable experience for me. And this experience has helped me identify uh, with people who live outside uh, their own countries and yeah. struggling with languages as well as uh, life overseas. Um, so, um, yeah, to answer your questions, I hope that uh, both my um, challenges and difficulties living overseas and some benefits that I have uh, gained from from the experience and life overseas uh, outside Cambodia. I hope I will be able to help our local churches here in the UK, Ireland, to understand some of those aspects of life and struggle that uh, people mm-hmm. go through as they move to live uh, here uh, in the UK for various reasons. And, and I hope that our local churches uh, can see this as an opportunity and blessing yeah. to them, not, not a burden. Yeah, I, I, I must admit, I, I, I've not lived, spent as much of my adult life uh, out of my home country as you have, but I've spent a significant time, and I, I really identify with that sense of feeling homelessness. Um, you know, I, I don't know that I'll ever feel at home again, um, but it does give me a longing for eternity and a longing for being with the Lord and finding my identity there rather than sort of being settled geographically. And I think that's perhaps the biggest benefit I've got from being involved in mission work. That's right. But 
there is another aspect of uh, having uh, of living out outside of your own culture, and that is you see things that local people don't see. So, That's right. um, you know, you, you do you think you have any insights into life into in the UK or perhaps just life in Northern Ireland that come from your experience of being a Cambodian who's lived in Japan now coming to the UK? Are there any things that you could say that might be helpful to, to British Christians? Yeah, I'm, I um, don't know much about the wider UK um, context, but uh, in the Northern Irish context, uh, I first came to live in this country in 2009. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, uh, people told me that uh, Northern Ireland has changed uh, already. And you see a lot more uh, international people yeah. uh, live in Northern Ireland. But 10 years later, uh, we came back in 2019, and we were surprised to see uh, the increased number of um, mm-hmm. people from other countries uh, living in, in Northern Ireland and in the big cities like Belfast, Lisbon. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's uh, of course, it, it brought some challenges uh, to local community and churches to know how to response to show love and meet uh, these people's needs because they come uh, here for various reasons with different baggages of life. Uh, but that's where the church, uh, I mean, that's that's why we are here and that's why it's the church uh, here to, to, to help and to meet uh, these people's needs as well, to welcome them and to mm-hmm. extend the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. Um, so we need to really... Um, yeah, help our, our our local Christian believers to to be more intentional and to show more interest in mm-hmm. their life as well as uh, the countries and the context uh, where these people come from. I think that's important, mm-hmm. and to see it as a as a blessing, as an opportunity to to live our, our Christian life and to embrace uh, one another. Um, I think. Uh, in the media sometimes uh, yeah. yeah there are some aspects of negativity and uh, yeah and see it as a burdens and strangers but but the, the bible uh, teaches us uh, many times that we one time were strangers in our life and <laughs> somewhere at some point and certainly we were strangers to god but god asked us and um, to love um, the strangers and to be kind and generous and welcome them so to love them I think that's that's wonderful, and I I know that um, um, British churches and um, missionaries uh, throughout the history, probably hundreds if not thousands, uh, missionaries uh, to serve in Africa, and Asia, and Latin America, and around the world, and because we love them and mm-hmm. we love the people uh, and we we want to follow Christ, uh, to show His love um, and to live there and to, to love uh, uh, them. And now uh, these people from the places where uh, the British church sent missionaries mm-hmm. uh, past now, they are here living with us. So likewise, uh, we, we should see no difference. <laughs> we should yeah. really extend our, uh, the love of God uh, and embrace them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Now, I mentioned and I introduced you that... Um, you work as diaspora mobilization coordinator for OMF, and you you said that you'd been an OMF missionary in Japan. So, could you just tell us who OMF is for anyone who doesn't know, 
And what is a diaspora mobilization coordinator? Thank you, um, Eddie. Um, yeah, for those of you who don't know OMF, uh, OMF used to be known as uh, China Inland Mission. Yeah. And it was started by the man called James Hudson Taylor. He um, went to China and with the heart to reach out Chinese people for Christ and to live among them and to, yeah, bring hope of salvation, uh, hope of life in Christ to, to the people of China. And uh, yeah, it was started, uh, I believe it was 1865, uh, over 150 years uh, ago. And um, then the ministry um, uh, continued to spread uh, across uh, East Asia. And uh, now we, um, we, we, we serve uh, among East Asians, um, not only uh, in East Asia, but uh, reaching out to East Asian peoples uh, uh, live outside Asia, mm -hmm. outside the home country. So this is where um, the diaspora and returning ministry uh, began in 2008 when we see uh, the the global movement of, of people uh, mm -hmm. from everywhere to everywhere in a globalized world. So our OMF uh, diaspora and returning ministry, um, we uh, particularly focus on seven different people groups, uh, mm -hmm. China, uh, Japan, um, Indonesia, Malaysia, Thailand, Vietnam, and Cambodia. So um, since 2008, uh, uh, we have uh, workers now, total, total numbers, uh, about 160 uh, workers uh, yeah. based in 15, 16 different countries uh, globally. So you can see that we are a global field and mm -hmm. we, see, we share uh, Christ um, and serve among East Asians who live outside their own countries. And, yeah. and we, we, we not only share good news of Jesus with them, but also prepare and equip them to reach out mm -hmm. to their own people and beyond, wherever the Lord right. leads them, whether they return home or the Lord uh, move them somewhere else. So yeah. that was the same lessons that you were learning with Campus Crusade <laughs> back in North Bend. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so um, looking back, yes, um, that's, uh, it's been great to see that uh, some of my experience, uh, I could identify with some of them, yeah. Now, although you, um, you've not lived in Cambodia for a long while, um, you, you've not lost an interest in, in the country. And you, you mentioned when we talked before that you have a, a project involving Cambodia. Could you just tell us something about that and why it's important to you? Thank, thank you for asking uh, me these questions. Um, yeah, Cambodia is still part of my life. Um, of course, um, some people say that you can um, take people out of Cambodia, but you cannot take Cambodia out of you. <laughs> so, um, and on top of that, um, yeah, the Lord uh, also uh, loves uh, the people of Cambodia mm -hmm. and uh, throughout the history. And me as one of the uh, witnesses, uh, that uh, the evidence that the Lord uh, has saved me yeah. uh, for us and for the reason. So, um, yeah, uh, in 2023, uh, it will be 100 years uh, since the first evangelical missionaries uh, brought the good news of Jesus to Cambodia. Right, uh, so next year. Next year, yeah, that's yeah. was uh, 1923. And, mm -hmm. um, and the good news of Jesus uh, arrived right 
uh, in my hometown. Mm-hmm. And, and I discovered that as became a bit more personal to me uh, then back in 1923. And yeah, as you, uh, you know that uh, Cambodian Church will celebrate uh, this uh, 100 years uh, mm-hmm. anniversary uh, next year. And of course, uh, we look back and we reflect uh, in the past 100 years, uh, we went through a lot ups and downs uh, mm-hmm. for the Cambodian church and Cambodia as a nation as well, went through a period of darkness and yeah. wars and yeah. conflicts. And yeah, history um, has lost somewhere and uh, we have rich history, but uh, because of the, uh, the conflict, the war and mm-hmm. people perhaps has not been interested in history much uh, because we need to survive, we need to thrive. But I think now it's a time as Cambodia has achieved uh, some extent of peace and um, stability and some prosperity yeah. as well. We're still uh, uh, emerging nations and uh, still a developing nation. But um, but I think it's time that uh, we should start to think about our own history and mm-hmm. that as a Cambodian believer, we should be able to uh, learn about our history, about yeah. past, where we come from and where we should be going and to have, uh, you know, a history that is written by by the local people. And mm-hmm. the Lord put that on my heart and I um, saw the importance and uh, I uh, began uh, doing a master's uh, study on the Cambodian church history. And I hope that I will be able to write um, dissertation on on this topic and uh, in the future uh, hopefully we can publish some kind of a, a book uh, on the Cambodian church history and its contribution to the global church and and will that book be published in English or in Khmer uh, yes thank you it's good questions I, <laughs> I hope it will be both, in, uh, both English and Khmer <laughs> it, uh, it will be important to have uh, in two languages yeah. well I I really want to encourage you in that. I I think it's so important that um, Christians write the history of the church in their own countries, because so much history as it is written currently is history of missionaries. And the church, missionaries have a role to play, but all around the world, the church has grown through local people much more than through expatriate missionaries. So... I, I, I find it really exciting that um, you're doing this. It, it makes me very happy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your encouragement. Um, no, I, it, it's great. Um, and I, I think it's wonderful to see the way that the Lord has led you full circle too. That You know, you, you became a Christian in Cambodia. He's given you experiences in Japan and the, in the UK, but Building on that, he's going to bless the Cambodian church too. I, I, I think it, you know, to see God at work in that way, and, Thank you. and to use your background as an academic, although that's not been the focus of your ministry. Um, you know, you, you you have your PhD, and now you're doing a master's, and it's all um, coming together. I think it's great. Thank you. Uh, so, thank you very much for just sharing those experiences and the way the Lord has led you. Um, Just in closing, I like to ask a a couple of sort of more informal questions. So firstly, (laughs) what is your favorite piece of music 
Now, if you want a Christian piece of music and a secular piece of music, you can have two. Um, I, I, I've never been musical or artistic, um, but uh, after coming to faith in Christ, I think it's important to praise God. And yeah. although I, I, I sing terribly, but, uh, but I, I, I learned to think, sing uh, uh, praise uh, from my heart. And mm-hmm. uh, in early years of my Christians, and it still seemed to impact uh, me, uh, uh, the songs uh, by Don Moent, uh, God Will Make a Way, when there seems okay, to be yeah. no way. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I like that um, because it was easy to sing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I like that song and the meaning. And uh, although recently I don't listen to, to it uh, much as I used to, mm-hmm. uh, but that's been yeah one of the songs as I look back and uh, it was significant for me. And then uh, back in two thousand one, uh, you know, after I um, uh, decided to follow Jesus, I mm-hmm. of course is different people have different response yeah. to this uh, no wrong way or right way but it's just uh, uh, my own personal convictions and i stopped listening to non-christian songs okay yeah and yeah. Um, and, and then i still love some of it and then uh, when i was living in malaysia in 2001 mm-hmm. and every day uh everywhere i went in kuala lumpur i keep hearing these songs by ruby william i want to be a better man Oh, and yeah. I drive me mad, but then then I I, I like it as well because yeah. of the tune and the word is fair enough, not not mm. not too bad. So so those were probably the two songs that sort of uh, connected right. with yeah. me. Yeah, uh, you ever say favorite? Yeah, could, could be my favorite. <laughs> and what about books? Again, if you want a Christian book and a secular book, you can have two. But favorite book? Yes. Yeah, I um, I love biographies, and of course, Bible. Uh, I, yeah. I, I read Bible every day. Um, but apart from Bible, um, I, I love uh, true story. I don't like fictions, and yeah. I love uh, biographies, and I love mm-hmm. to know um, uh, you know different people's journeys and yeah. learn from them. So I'm um, recently, um, uh, to my shame, uh, although it's a very famous book, and everybody probably have read it at least once or twice. And until recently, uh, I um, uh, I began to read uh, Pilgrim's Progress. Uh, okay, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I should have read it long ago, but uh, but just a perfect timing for me because mm-hmm. I wasn't really uh, well uh, a few years ago, and uh, God seemed to use his books mm-hmm. to minister to me. So yeah, um, Pilgrim's Progress has been my recent favorite. <laughs> yeah. And um, I uh, also, um, as I mentioned, biography. Um, I read uh, a few biographies uh, of non-Christians and uh, and some world leaders and politicians. Mm-hmm. So one by Condoleezza Rice from uh, U.S. Secretary of State yeah. called No Higher Honor. Yes. No Higher Honor. And uh, I read it a, f- a few years ago now. And just um, as you asked me this question, some of the book, some of the contents I read, um, came back to me because of the situation in Russia and yeah. Ukraine. And she uh, is an expert, uh, academic expert in, mm-hmm. in Russia. And she um, uh, gave me some insight to uh, Russian uh, politics and, and um, US. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. A, a very relevant book at the moment, that one, isn't it? Um, I yeah. should say, because this may not be obvious, but we are... Um, just chatting the morning after Russia recognised the breakaway U- Ukrainian. Um, That's right. Yeah. 
areas. So that's just that happened yesterday. So um, we're very much aware of what's happening in that part of the world at the moment. Um, yes. Thank you so very, very much. It's a real encouragement to see the Lord at work in your life and also just to see the way that you acknowledge that it is God at work in your life. It, it's very encouraging. Um, and I think your observations on the need for hospitality in the UK are just so pertinent. Um, there's a lot there. I hope it's a real encouragement to uh, Christians who listen to this. Thank you very much for taking the time. And the Lord bless you with your work on the Cambodian church and in diaspora mobilization. It's fantastic what you're doing. Thank you very much. I really um, appreciate the opportunity. And uh, yeah, and the Lord bless you too, Eddie, and those who are listening. And the Lord bless you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Hope that you found this both interesting and informative. If you'd like more content like this, you can find it at our blog, www.kuya.net or on our YouTube channel, Kuyanet. If you'd like to support this work, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash Kuyanet. The music is Adding the Sun by Kevin MacLeod from Incompetech.com and it's licensed on a Creative Commons 3.0.